Hello guys, it's good to be back. I've been away for a while, one year or more, mostly due to my poor health, but I'm back and um, I'm not going to be sharing any funny, sad poems or give you any insights as to why I've been away, but I'm going to rather start with a funny story. And as the week progresses, or as the month pass, I'm going to try my very, very possible best not to be away for longer again <laughs> while I take you through my journey and share those sad poems and, you know, give you a sneak peek as to why I was away and we can get on with life. And so, I'm starting with an awkward love story. This is the name of the short story I'm sharing today. And it's sure going to make you laugh. So, let me start. You know how a girl wakes up in the morning of her wedding day, feeling on top of the world? That special feeling when she walks down the aisle looking like a million bucks with her priest charming, patiently waiting for her and finally that certainty when he cries as he watches her approach him one step at a time like a goddess commanding every living thing to stop to envy her love her and just be happy because it is her wedding day but in a split second it all becomes that extreme awkward moment when she's about to say I do, but her grandfather had to steal the spotlight. Yeah, somehow he spots an ex, the only woman he had actually really loved. He couldn't stop himself, so he screams out her name and everyone turns around to see this beautiful old lady beaming at him the two of them standing up to greet each other properly. Only that old woman happens to be the groom's grandmother. And for another hour or so, instead of carrying on with the ceremony, we all quietly sit down to hear them tell us this really beautiful sad love story that now happens to be really, really awkward and all because my grandfather was basically a rascal. And the story goes to us. <clears throat> Adiemi Amos Adebusayo was a regular guy on the streets of Lagos Island. He lived with his family on the Saleko part of the island amongst the elite of Lagos. His mother was a yaoloja of Eco Market and his father was an engineer in London and from a royal family. Amos had spent his entire life in Lagos, came home when he was when his father started a company in Lagos but was too impatient to sit in an office every day. So instead he roamed the streets of Suruleri Bariga, Udrelegba, and was regular at the Fela Shrine where he was beginning to make a name for himself in Afrobeat music. 
something many parents did not approve of at the time, something his father hated him for. One evening, as he drove home in the rain, this petite black beauty covered in nylon raincoat flagged him down. Not that she intended to stop him, she wanted to get a taxi home, but he couldn't drive past her without stopping. She had a frame built for care, pampering. She shouldn't be in the rain, he thought. So he stopped and offered, and offered her a lift. She said her name was Moyo and kept thanking him even though she was scared to death of sitting in a complete stranger's car. As he drove to her parents' house in Lawson, Moyo didn't want to enter the car, but Amos just wouldn't take no for an answer. Now, she was thinking of how to explain coming home in a personal car to her parents. Amos made sure to get as much information as he could get about her as they drove to her parents' place. After dropping her and making sure that she saw that he saw her enter her house, he drove home vowing to see her the next day in clear daylight. He did see her the next day and the next and for the rest of the week, he drove to her place of work, watched her go by her day before he went to the shrine. Finally, one Friday evening, he parked in front of her office and waited for her to come down so he could drive her home. But she politely refused and when the security men asked if he was bothering her, he simply stated that they were lovers and she was angry, which made them beg on his behalf. <laughs> So, she finally accepted to drive home with him. That night, he could, that night, he told her of how he had watched her every other day and how he had fallen deeply in love with her. Moya was an innocent, shy girl. She hated that he had lied about their relationship status. So, she kept mute even after he had confessed his love for her and stayed, stayed so till he dropped her and watched her go into the house. That night, her parents asked a million questions. They wanted to know who he was, how she had come to know him, and so on. But she didn't know the first thing about him. So, that was the first part of the story. I'm continuing the second part now. The next day, Amos showed up during lunch and apologized for his bad behavior the previous day, <clears throat> which earned him lunch with her. At lunch, at lunch, she got to know more about this talker suitor, and men she knew she was in deep trouble. Everyone knew Iaoloja's son, the one who came home to sing instead of managing his father's company and her father had strong opinions on that issue. Big giant problem, she thought, as she was already falling for him. He was cute, smart, intelligent. God, the guy was fearless, and she admired his courage. That night, Amos picked her from work and took her to the shrine, where she watched as he sang and read poetry. He had such a beautiful voice, she thought. But even his beautiful voice couldn't change her father's mind. That she knew for a fact. Three months of seeing each other almost every day, getting to know 
themselves and vowing to stay clear of sex till they got married because the beautiful 26-year-old Moyo was still a virgin. Amos proposes to her outside her office. Unfortunately, Moyo said no, but helped him up instead, giving him a long kiss. As they entered his car, she explained that he had to see her parents first. Her father had to approve of him. That same weekend, Amos drove to Moyo's house, and before he could say anything, her father stood up from his sitting position where he had waited all morning to speak his mind. My daughter will not marry a musician, he said. What future would you guarantee her? Sure. You are waiting for your father to die and leave his property, Zabi. My daughter will not marry a lazy boy. Never, he concluded. And without even offering Amos a seat, he walked he walked away. The young, he walked the young man out of his house. But Amos was stubborn. He could not stop himself from speaking his mind. So he stopped at the door, looked, at, looked her father straight in the eye and said, She's a virgin. We will meet. I will get her pregnant. Then we will see how you prevent her from marrying me. What rascal. The next weekend was Moyo's turn to meet the family, Amos's family. Maybe if his parents approved, then her parents would have proved too, they both thought. Things did not go as planned. Yaoloja could not imagine her son marrying a career woman, and his father couldn't care less. The only thing the man said was, I don't care who you marry, so long as you can cater for her, and God knows you cannot do that as a musician. That was it. Their families would not agree, and after a few months, Moyo's brother came home from the United States with an Oyimbo friend who fell heads over heels for her, and her parents were all too happy to have her shipped abroad and away from the unseriousness called Amos before he got her pregnant for real. Things changed. Amos changed. Moyo's departure led him giving up music to take on a managerial post in his father's company. Amos delved into work. He became a workaholic, took his father's company to higher places and married the girl his mother chose for him. Not that he ever treated her badly, he just never loved her and it was, and it was the same with Moyo. So strong was their love that it transcended generations, lived decades as these two kept loving each other even until old age and somehow the love found their grandchildren and now these ex-lovers have become in-laws. How awkward could this day be? Finally, we got to say I do and let me just say this, I'm so happy grandma is dead already and my husband's grandfather is dead too because this revelation would have killed them both and today would have not been just an awkward wedding day. It would have been one wedding and two funerals. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this. And I will try not to be away next week. And we can start with our sad poems. See you all next week. Bye. Ciao, ciao.